Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Hey guys, praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in to our Identity Summit. You say, what is an Identity Summit? Well, we're doing a summit on identification with Christ. All this month here at Relevant Church, I've been talking and am going to be talking about unveiling, unlocking the hidden identity of man. Your heavenly identity is going to be discovered. Your God-given identity is going to be revealed. And your life is going to go to a whole other place of understanding because this month we are going to be, tonight and tomorrow night, the two-day summit is kicking off what we're going to be talking about all month here at Relevant Church, unveiling your heavenly identity. That's what God spoke to us about this year was going to be, everything's going to kind of be geared towards you discovering what you've already been made in Christ Jesus and not only discovering it, but getting a revelation of it so you can empower it to become everything that God has called you to become. I want you to know that inside of your spirit, your spiritual DNA is every fiber of God's ability for your life. This month is going to be life-changing. Tonight is going to be life-changing. Tomorrow night, you need to make plans to just sit in this atmosphere and let the truth of God's word transform your life. I believe every word I speak has the ability to transform your DNA. Because it's the word of God. I'm loading it to release it for you to grab it and become it. I'm telling you, man, listen to me. I feel juiced up for this thing. And this month is going to be phenomenal. You're going to be learning who I am, what I can do, how to operate in my God-given ability. I promise you we're going to go beyond the veil. And we are going to see our heavenly identity like never before. Glory be to God. Well, praise the Lord. How many exciting? It's offering time. Glory to God. Praise Jesus. Let's go look at 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I like this scripture. You know, it says in just like let giving flow from your heart. It says don't do it out of duty. But, you know, God loves a cheerful giver. But look what it says. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment, in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. Man, oh man, I promise you that's the truth right there. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. How many need some overflow abundance? Glory to God. How many need some seed to sow for a harvest you're ready to reap. How many of you are exciting about prospering? God said he loves a cheerful giver. But how many of you know he said, I'm more than ready to show you the results of your giving is going to take effect in your life. Ain't it good news? Like, hey, man, I'm giving to God. You know, I, I, uh, I was talking to somebody uh, um, yeah, the other day. And um, I was talking about the arena of giving. And um, it, was, it was kind of funny. I was like, man, it's so, it's so ironic that Jesus wants us to prosper. You know, sometimes it seems like, you know, we talk about it a lot, you know, and sometimes you almost go, man, you know, we talk about it a lot. 
But what it is is this, is that it's understanding that it's part of my covenant responsibility to be a reaper. Because the kingdom of heaven is affected by your ability to reap. So you guys sowing and reaping and sowing and reaping is about your harvest. It's about the kingdom of heaven. And it's about the understanding that this is my inheritance. You're not going to leave your earthly inheritance behind. You shouldn't leave your heavenly inheritance behind. And that's what it's about. So that's why God wants us to be conscious that, hey, I went to the cross and died for you to prosper. Now you need to go on the earth and demand it. I went to the cross and died for you so you could be wealthy. I went to the cross and died so you could finance my kingdom. I went to the cross and died so you could have more monies that you could do humanitarian acts. I went to the cross and died so you could feed the homeless. I went, see, so this is why we have to put a demand on wealth so we could do what we need to do in the church for the kingdom of heaven. And I really believe that because that's one of the responsibilities of the church is that we have to be the end time financers of this move of God. It's true. It ain't going to get done unless we do it. So that's why we have, a, have an understanding of wealth at another level. Four things we do, three things we say. Come on, what do we do? Here's the ways to give. They're on the screen. You text to give, relevant FL. You know how to do it. It's all there. Everybody, you're connected, cash apps or whatever that's all about. You do your stuff. But what do we do? We claim what we need. So right now, tell Jesus, I'm claiming this. Out of debt, needs are met. 20 grand, 40 grand, 60 grand, 80 grand. I don't know. I'm believing God for a job and better job. Raise, increase, bonus, gifts and surprises, checks in the mail. I don't know what you believe in God for. Get excited about it. Believe God for it and understand it's happening on your behalf. Amen. And what do you do? Claim it right now. And now tell the devil, I break your power in Jesus' name. I take authority over you in Jesus' name. And right now, by faith, I loose the angels of heaven to go get my harvest and bring it to me now in Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody in the house of God said, amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, we've been talking and we're going to talk about these next two nights. Thank you for watching the Identity Summit, unveiling and unlocking your heavenly identity. Get on, get on the phone, text somebody, tell them they need to be watching this. Share it. Share it right now. Go click share. You know what I mean? Get on, get on there and share because people need to know this stuff. If you, if you go to church uh, here, obviously, you know, we're talking about it. If you're one of the friends and partners or partner churches outside of here, share this with your church because they need to know who they are in Christ. I want you to look at this. I want you to turn with me and we're going to start. We're just going to go slow with this um, because I really think I don't want to be in a rush. That's why sometimes I do like the camera. I'm sitting in front of the camera because it slows me down. Somebody said, Pastor Chris, do you really believe that? Yes, I believe that. Go to Ephesians 1.16. King James is fine. Ephesians 1.16 in the King James. And I want to read this to you, okay? And we're going to read that. And then we're going to go, we're going to kind of put it together of who we are in Christ we have to understand that right now we are in Christ. Just write that down. Right now. You're seated right now. You could be in Florida. You could be around the world. Where you are right now physically is wonderful. But where you are right now, 
is only an example in the earth, but spiritually, you are with Christ right now. Okay? So look at Ephesians 1.16. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Mm. Mm. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Now, I want you to stay there, okay? What do you mean? The riches, I need you to understand and be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he's saying right now, your inheritance, the riches of the glory of that inheritance in the saints is Christ in you. Okay, that, that's what he's trying to explain to us. And you see this and just skip on down in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Okay, Ephesians 2, 10. And you're going to see this. It says, for we are his workmanship. And I'll only give you a minute to get there. But when you see this, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus on the good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember... That you being in times past were Gentiles in the flesh who are called the uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision and flesh made by hands. That at times you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and stranger from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now, look at verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, you were who some, were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. See what it says? But now, in Christ Jesus, you used to be an alien, used to be an enemy, used to be a Gentile, but now you're in Christ. You used to be far off, but the blood of Jesus Christ has given you access to what? In Christ Jesus. Jesus life okay so here's what we got to remember when me and you made Jesus the Lord of our life something supernaturally happened we were created in Christ Jesus and we were given an inheritance that's what we just read okay we got an inheritance okay right now we are born of God and we are in Christ Jesus the moment you get born again okay in the physical realm, we were born of parents, okay? You were born. You got to be born by flesh to be in the earth. But in the spiritual realm, you accept Jesus, and the moment you accept Jesus, you are born of God and recreated by him. That change actually takes place in your spirit, and you are reborn, okay? Now, this seems like fundamental facts. Yes, they are, but you have to have revelation truth does that make sense because you could just have mental agreement oh yeah i believe that but you basically have to renew your mind to it okay okay so look what it says in second corinthians five seventeen. okay and y'all know these scriptures but you, you got to really get a revelation in this because it's important this is that new creature in christ stuff 
You know, but you got to get a revelation and there's a lot of weight in this. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, it basically says, you have become a new creature in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, never stops being new. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Everything's new, stay new. Doesn't stop being new. Just because you got saved in the 90s and you lived these 20-something years, it doesn't make a difference. You're still new. It's new every minute of every day. The newness doesn't wear off, right? Behold. So what does it mean to be a new creature? Listen to what it says. The literal Greek says you are a new species of being which never existed before, okay? Now that sounds like, you know, you're some extraterrestrial thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a new species of being. You ever watch like you ever watch like David Attenborough? You know, like what he does, all those things. Like you ever see the guy's got that really cool voice and like National Geographic, they go like under the water and it's like this is a brand new fish. We've never seen a species of fish like this before. It's unique. It's never been seen before. You like that? You know, like the Earth's like, but I look like me. No, nah, no, nah, you're a species of being. So there's a spiritual you that you cannot see with your physical eyes, but that spiritual you is a new species of being never seen before, never existed before. You're a brand new you. You're the God you. Here's the big thing. The old man or the unregenerated spirit of man was replaced with a new man created in Christ Jesus. Did you get that? So the Bible says... He took out your old stony heart, old man, put in a new man. Spirit, this is all spiritual. You can't, how, how'd that happen? It's a miracle. You can't go and figure it out. Well, I believe it happened. Now, don't try to go believe in stuff that's outside the word of God. You can't. Just know it happened. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Okay? This was done by the power of God. This took place inside of your spirit. This took place for your life and for your future, okay? Now, the creation occurred in the new birth is the power inside of you that transformed you, okay? It's the same power in Genesis 1-1. God created, okay, the heavens and the earth, okay, in the beginning, So the word translated, created, in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay? Did you get that? You're, you're a brand new created species of being. Okay? Did you pull that in? I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation. Okay? So God said what? Before God brought heaven and earth into existence, there was nothing like this anywhere else. The same is true with the new creation in Christ. You are a new species of being never existed before. Is that that kind of makes sense. The same ability that created the heavens and the earth is the same ability that created the brand new you. It was all spoken. And the power of that takes place when you get born again. Because faith came into the earth through words. 
It was spoken. Creativity got released in the earth through words. It was spoken. That's why faith comes by hearing. You hear, you accept, and now what was spoken now creates the brand new you. Okay? So what does it mean to be in Christ? What does that really mean? Okay? Um, when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, God brought you into existence by his creative power. You were born by the Spirit of God. The seed was sown in your heart, the incorruptible seed of God's word, and you were placed in Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, we read that in Ephesians 2.13, remember? So you can look at that again. Because these things kind of come back to your remembrance. You've got to go slow because there ain't no sense being in no rush, and then we blow by this stuff. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. When? Now. When are you in Christ? The moment you make him Lord. And you don't come in and out. You're in Christ. I'm telling you, the reality of being in Christ is one of the greatest, out, most outstanding revelations from God's word that you can get because it will affect your thinking, your believing, your actions, and your speaking. Now, you need to write that down. Just write that down for the note takers. The revelation of understanding this in Christ reality is going to affect the way you think. Because, man, I ain't got no problems if I know I'm in Christ. Um, believing. Well, how hard is it to believe if you know God's in here? God can believe anything. Just go with God. Your actions. Well, I know God lives in me. I can't do that. You're speaking. I know God lives in me. I can't say that. You don't allow these actions to kind of um, cross-grain the ability of what you've been made. So you stay in your lane and now you allow the governing in him, in Christ's ability, be the eyes you see through. That's big. The words you speak through, the believing you allow to come into you, the actions you go do. Now, I'm telling you, you got to get that. You have to learn how to develop the reality of being in Christ. That, that right there, I've never said that a day in my life. That's why it's so important to watch these things. You have to develop the reality of being in Christ. That's on you, not God. Remember those in him scriptures? Right? Right? In him, in whom, that in him book, we gave it away for crying out loud. The little blue and white book. Being in Christ means you've been, you, you got saved, you confessed with the mouth, and now the miracle of the new birth took place, and now you are in Christ, and Christ is in you right now. So right now, if Jesus is in you, think about this. If you really got a revelation of Jesus living in you, you ain't going to worry another day of your life. You ain't going to be sweating nothing. You're not going to be sweating financial pressure. 
You're not going to be sweating family pressure. You're not going to be sweating the attacks of the enemy. You ain't going to be worried about battles. You ain't going to be worried about jack. Because you know God's, like right now, God is living in you. He ain't never lost a battle. He ain't losing his mind. He ain't never been defeated. Come on, man. The more we get an understanding of this, the greater, he ain't sick. Sick ain't going to matter. Doctor reports ain't going to matter. God, Jesus is living in me. Jesus ain't never been sick a day in his life. I don't plan on being sick neither. I'm an heir according to now, obviously, we develop. I don't know when to get, feel guilt or stuff. You got to renew your mind to this stuff. Just because I know it don't mean I'm living it. And that doesn't mean I, I, I don't agree with it. It just takes time to reprogram, repatch your, your brain over to know, not nah, any part of my covenant package. You know? The other day, I was um, telling somebody this. I was walking around, and uh, I had to go do something. And, you know, the Spirit of God kind of got me. And he said, you know, it was kind of like, it was a revelation for me. It's like, you know, it was basically, basically Jesus was saying, would I care about that? And I was like, no. He's like, then why are you caring about it? Meaning like he was, would Jesus be carrying the obstacle of this? No. Would I be concerned about that promise coming to pass? No, you're Jesus. You get all your promises coming back. See what I'm saying? It's a mentality. Like you go, oh, Jesus ain't sweating this. Why am I? If you had financial pressure, oh, oh, my God. The other day he said, I went to go do something. He said, would a millionaire care? I said, what'd you say? He said, would a millionaire care? I said, no, a millionaire wouldn't care. This is a couple of bucks. Then what do you care for? I said, man, that's good. God don't see you the way you see you. You're an heir. Come on, man. I'm not talking about doing something goofy. It was just something needed. It was a necessity that needed to be done. And sometimes when you go to do stuff, you kind of think about it. God said, the millionaire wouldn't care. What do you care for? Come on, man. Doctor reports. What do you care? You got to do your due diligence. But you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm healed by his stripes. Marriage is upside down. God put this thing together. No man can put it asunder. We're going to work on this thing. Make it work. I'm in Christ Jesus. Stop living in the flesh operating in the flesh, speaking out of the flesh, thinking out of the flesh, talking out of the flesh, being the flesh. Start walking out the spirit, okay? Watch this. Colossians 1.13 is a giveaway to what happened, but sometimes we go back to the mess. You know what I mean? When you got delivered, we got delivered. Who have? Woo, come on, somebody. Who have? Not going to do it, did it. Delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. And whom hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear God has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Look at Luke 4.18. You know this one too. You got power and authority over all devils. Got power and authority. You know, he said this one in 418. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. You know this one. That's when he opened the book and closed it and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of the sight of the blind and is set at liberty them that are bruised. Woo! Jesus just walked in there with power. 
Walked in there knowing the father was going to do the works. Big. That same power that was in Jesus is in you because Jesus was in you. Because you're in Christ right now, you can live like him. You can talk like him. You can act like him. And the word of God will change every single situation's spirit, soul, and body because you are him in the earth. Jesus even said this in John 14, 10. And I like this. The other day I read this and I, I like this. He said, the father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. Now, I want you to read that slow. Okay? John 14, 10. Okay? Not I, but the father. And the, fa and the words that I speak in you came from my father, right? Because the father dwells in me. The father that dwelleth in me, he does the works. Did you get that? Okay, wait a minute. So Jesus was saying, it's the father in me doing this stuff. Correct? So what do we say? It's Jesus in me doing this stuff. Jesus came to the earth carrying his father. He said, when you see all these miracles, my father did it. You see all these signs and wonders, my father did it. You see all this miraculous stuff, my father did it. You hear my words that seem eloquent and full of wisdom, they're my father's words. You see these actions of what I went and did, these are my father's actions. Me and you were in the earth and we walking around, you see the miracles I did? It was the Jesus in me doing it. Come on, somebody. You see it? You see these eloquent words I preach? Guess what? It's Jesus in me doing it. You see the miracles taking place? It's what? It's Jesus in me doing it. You see this happening? It's Jesus in me doing it. That's the difference. I'm not doing it. Jesus is doing it. You're not doing it. Jesus is doing it. And when Jesus was doing it, he said, my father's doing it. He had an in him reality. I don't say nothing. I don't hear my daddy say I don't do nothing I don't see my daddy do. Why? Because I'm not living on my own. We got to start having the same mindset. I don't say nothing he didn't tell me to say. I don't do nothing he didn't tell me to do. Checking in with the man on the inside, the hidden man of the heart, the real you. You got to get conscious of him. It's the voice of your conscience. Okay? I'm telling you, we're, there's a lot of us out here. God planted the seed in his son Jesus in order to get the harvest, and he reaps the harvest of me and you as new souls that are added to the kingdom. And that is what takes place. And that's big. Okay? That's big. Hey, you want to see something cool? Go to, go to the uh, Romans 8.16 in the Passion. I found this. I like this. Romans 8.16 and 17 in the Passion. This is big. Because uh, I think this will make sense for you. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved children. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share. What do we qualify to share? We qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. And you know, those are obstacles, but you get what I'm saying, right? Since we're his true children, what? 
we qualify and share all his treasure. That's the inheritance. Since we are joined to Christ, we inherit all that he is and all that he has. And we will experience these things being co-glorified with him. You know, and that's some of the stuff. And this is big too, because check this out. This was going good. Go to Ephesians 1, 1, 4. You're going to like this. Yeah, this is big. You know what I mean? Because when you start seeing these scriptures, just write them down. And, and they'll, and they'll kind of take root in your heart as you kind of meditate in these. You know, you hear them over and over again. Because you're going to hear this on Sunday. I'm going to be talking about this. I'm going to break it down. Go back over some of this material. And, and, and just keep pounding it home. Because just because you heard it once don't mean you figured it out. According as he has what? Chosen us. Now, Ephesians 1, 4 is going to tell you what's up. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, as he what? According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So right there, Ephesians 1 to 4 says, before the foundation of the world, we were in him. Humanity. That's how we got crucified with him. That's why we're holy and without blame before him in love. You got to understand that, man. He's accepted us because we were in him before the foundation of the world. So when he went to the cross, you went to the cross. When he walked through the earth, you walked through the earth. See, that's big now, right? According as he has chosen us in him before. Now, who, who, whose idea was this? Him. You read verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father. Look at 3. 3 and 4. I was going to read it, but I, I want to now. Blessed be the God and Father of, who hath blessed us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And we're in Christ and Christ is in us. According as he has chosen us. Now, who chose you? He did. When did he choose you? Before the foundation of the world. So you were, in, you were with him in his earth walk. That's why you get all the benefits of what he did when he was in the earth. Because that's how he designed it, not me and you. So don't not try to. Here's the thing. Stop trying to figure it out and just accept it the way he wants it. You know, you ever hear people talking down on themselves? They're not worthy. Yeah, you are. He made you worthy. I'm not worthy because I would have did. Now, that doesn't disqualify you. He made you worthy. He made you healed. He made you rich. He made you well. He made you mentally strong. He didn't give you no spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound. It's his idea. Don't rebel against God's wants for your life. Accept them. Sin ain't got no dominion over you. Now, here's a big one. You need to start seeing yourself in Christ and understand the reality of it. Okay? You know, if he said, you're the son of God, take your place. If he said, you're, 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 you're full of righteousness, take your place. If he said, you're a new creature in Christ, never be, take your place. If he said, you're holy, unproved, 
take your place. If he said you're unblameable, take your place. You have to understand this born-again experience has affected your internal being, not your external and not your mind. So you have to reprogram your head to believe about you what the Word of God says. You've received an inheritance from God, okay? You've obtained it. Man, this is big. Look at Acts 20.32. Acts 20.32 talks about this inheritance you got. And we just drop this in your spirit and we'll look. Okay. And now, brethren, I command you to God and to his word of his grace, which is able to build you up to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. To give you a what? An inheritance. So God giving you an inheritance. Look at Ephesians 1.11. Ephesians 1.11. You're going to like this one. Okay. And I'm telling you, this inheritance is yours. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Now I'm going to read that slow. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. What do you mean? We have. Doesn't mean you, this didn't say you're going to get it. You got it now. This verse is past tense. You've obtained an inheritance. You've been accepted in the beloved. Part of this thing includes your family position with God in heaven after, after, and you, you're you going to do this now and after. Man, I'm telling you right now. You're going to have an inheritance when you're done in the earth. Does that make sense? So like when you're done and you go over to glory, you're going to receive your inheritance. But I got news for you. You haven't already entered in your inheritance right here and now. Here on earth this day, you have the right to operate in that inheritance today. And that's Colossians 1.12. Okay? That's strong, so I want you to see that. Okay? I want to go slow with that. Did you understand that? I got an inheritance. Everybody thinks in the earth like this. Oh, you get your inheritance when somebody dies. Right? Oh, I'm going to leave an inheritance to my kids. Jesus is like, look, I'm going to leave you an inheritance called heaven, but I'm going to give you your inheritance in the earth. It's big, man. Giving thanks. Look at this. Unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Right? He made us able. Meet means able. Made us able to be a partaker. God has made you able to become a partaker of the inheritance in the saints in the light. He delivered you from the power of darkness. He redeemed you. He made you a partaker of inheritance. It's yours. You are able to receive it and walk in it because God said you are able to. Who has made us able to enjoy our share of the inheritance? You got to start giving God thanks for that. Come on, man. I got an inheritance in the earth. 
Praise God. Praise the Lord. Just start thanking him for that. There's a lot of places we can go digging in here. For time's sake, I don't want to go too deep. But I want you, because I gave you too much. So let, let me just, let me kind of wrap this up. So you've been given this divine inheritance in Christ. So you got to stop speaking out of your earth position and start speaking out of your heavenly earthly position. Now that sounds weird. What do you mean? You can't talk out of Adam. You got to just talk through Jesus. Okay. So what did you inherit? Did you just inherit heaven as your home? You inherited that name. You inherited that authority. You inherited the kingdom of God. You inherited the fullness of the Godhead. You, you, you received Jesus, spirit, soul, and body transformation. Everything Jesus received when he was raised from the dead and everything that has happened to him since he was raised from the dead is ours. Not just part of it, all of it. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he received the glorified body. You're going to get one in them too. Where Jesus did, uh, <clears throat> where Jesus did go when he was raised from the dead, at the right hand of the Father. That's where me and you are right now. That's Ephesians 2, 6. You want to see it? Go there. Go to Ephesians 2, 6. You don't like this, man. I'm just telling you what's up. That's where I am. How in the heaven are you going to be seated at the right hand of God and you worried about stuff? And made us, raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. If you, were, if you could see yourself in the earth, seated at the right hand of the Father, what, you'd be like this. Hey, Go get me a different kind of report. Hey, I, man, we got to get a revelation of this, right? Raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places. Jesus was raised from the dead by the mighty power and was seated at his own right hand in heavenly places. That same mighty power of God worked in you when you were made, come on, alive because Jesus became Lord of your life. It raised you up and sat you in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He is in you. You are in him. His inheritance is your inheritance are the same. You're a joint heir with him. And I pray that you can get an understanding. It's the same exceeding greatness of power which raised Jesus from the dead is the same great power working in you today. That's why in those Ephesian prayers, the Apostle Paul is trying to get me and you to see who and what we've been made. You want to see that? Look at Ephesians 1.18. Y'all know this. 18 and 19. And I'm going to start off with this tomorrow. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. These are your prayers. That you may know what is the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Here's where you're seated. Far above all principality, power, might, dominion, 
every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is the world to come. He gave you all that. Put all the things under his feet and gave him to be the head of the church. He, which is the head of the body, the fullness of all that filled the all. So that the head is the ch- head of the church, then the body, we're the body of Christ, is what? The authority in the earth. You got authority over everything, man. So we, you can't, your head can't go nowhere, your body don't go. Come on, man. So where the body goes, the head goes, and where the head goes, the body goes. So that's, that's where we're starting. This is why we go to this summit. It's pure teaching. I'm going to teach this subject for the whole year. In, in like righteousness, Indian realities, all these stuff that goes in there, redemption, identification, who I am, what I can do, what I can be. I'm going to brainwash you to the kingdom. I'm telling you right here now, you're going to walk out of this year change, man. Because I know who I am. I'm going to take those scriptures. I'm going to look at them. It takes you 10 minutes to look at those scriptures. Think about that. Yeah, I am. It just take this with you. If, you. if you believe right now you were seated at the right hand of God, this would be me all day long. I'm training myself too while I'm doing it with you. Hey, take care of that. Wouldn't you be like that? Like if you were seated at the table and Jesus was right here. I'm at the right hand. Hey, Jesus, I need your help. Hey, Jesus, they need some healing. Hey, Jesus, they need some provision. Hey, Jesus... He would do every one of them. He wants to. See, we don't have an understanding of where we're seated, so we we position our prayers in the wrong posture because we're posturing from a place of trying to get it. You already got it. We put our prayers in the wrong place, trying to achieve. We already got it. Put our We already got it. All you got to do is thank him for it. I promise you I'm going to talk more about it tomorrow. Praise God. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that our identification is becoming revealed. Our identity in you is becoming released. And I thank you, Father, from this moment forward, we are going forward with a greater understanding of who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and our identification, our identity problem, our identity crisis is over. We have discovered who we are. We believe what the Word of God says about us, and we're reprogramming our thinking to be in connection what what God has said we are in the earth. And I thank you for it now, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you for watching the online summit tonight. I'm going to be back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock again, for the two-day summit, Wednesday and Thursday. Watch these, share tonight's, and call somebody and say, you got to go watch that summit, man. Call your kids, call your friends, call church people, Call your friends out of state and say, watch that summit. We are learning who we are. It is an identification um, booster shot. And you are taking this shot in the Holy Ghost. And it is transforming your life. I promise you it's true. This is how you do it. Keep up the good work. You guys are doing great. I'm proud of you. I love you. And I'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.